about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Okay, should we do some more word this morning? Yes. All right, take your Bibles this morning. Go to the Old Testament. Go to Joshua chapter 1. I want very much to get into teaching on the authority that you actually have being born into the kingdom of God and uh, the ability to use it and all that stuff. Before they do that, I've got to lay a little groundwork in order to do that this week. So we're laying groundwork this week. Joshua chapter 1, did you find it? Yes. Look at verse 8. No, we haven't taught on that. It's not once again. This is the first time. We have once again stuff. All right, Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shall you make your way prosperous, and then you shall have what? Now notice, this is talking about something we don't talk about very much. It's talking about the law. Say the law. Every kingdom or every government has something called a constitution of that government, and in the constitution there's something called the law. What is the law for? The law is basically to keep law and order in that place that the government is over so that it's peaceful and quiet and people are obeying the laws in that government. Every government have it. Say every government, every government has it. Now when we think about laws growing up where we grew up basically we see laws as something that, that constricts us, something that holds us back, something that contains us but when you have the law from a loving king like we do it is basically for our benefit and for us so that we succeed. Here it says you can make your way prosperous and you can do what? have good success. Now, one of the differences in the world today is in a kingdom, in the kingdom of God, basically, when a king makes a law, a law stays a law forever. Amen. Now, we're from a democracy. How many know we make laws, then we change laws, then somebody throws some money this way, and we change the laws again, and, and they go this way, that way. It's not that way in a kingdom. Once a law is made, a law is made, and it never changes. How many know the king is the same yesterday, today, and, and so are his laws? So the laws that he make are, are perpetual laws. They're there forever. Now, in, in the democracy, we've changed some laws, haven't we? We've made, we made something like abortion a woman's choice. We've made homosexual marriage a marriage. We've made, basically, if you want to change genders, you can change genders. All these laws have been changed in democracy, but even though they, are, they have not been changed in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God laws are still the kingdom of God laws. There's even churches who are going along. Come on now, you've heard about them. There's churches out there who are going along with these new laws presented by our government, basically, because they want to teach an old-fashioned God to become more fashionable with society right now. But how many know that's not going to work because the king is never going to change his laws? So when you disobey laws, how many know there are consequences for you disobeying the law? Yeah. There's things there that happen, and they happen in your life. So basically here he tells you, number one, to meditate the law how often? 
day and night. Now, if I've never, if I'm in the kingdom of God and I've never pursued what the laws are in the Constitution, which is the Bible, how am I ever going to know the laws to keep the laws? You won't, right? How am I going to meditate the laws that I don't know are laws if I don't know what to meditate? Come on, are you following me? That's why it's important. Reading this book is not just a religious thing to do so you can say you did it and you made God happy because you spent 15 minutes in the Word. This is basically information for you on the laws, the benefits, the privileges that God has given you that he wrote down so you could read them and understand them and act in them, basically. So here it says you need to know the law. The law will lead you to prosperity, and it will lead you to success. Ignorance, then, is a failure, isn't it? God said, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Not the devil, not, not anybody else. It's the lack of knowledge that does it. The lack of knowledge of the laws, then, that you're supposed to be keeping in the kingdom of God can have a repercussion on your prosperity and your success simply because you don't know the laws. Therefore, you think you're doing the laws because you're doing the laws of democracy, but you're not doing the laws. Are you following me? And this will give you prosperity and good success. Say good success. Now, this is important to God because God wants you and he needs you to succeed. See, so you're part of the big plan. You're part of the big puzzle. And each one of us are a piece. And you're a piece of that puzzle. If you succeed, you get in the puzzle. If you don't, there's no room for you in the puzzle. And God has a hole. Come on, are you following? Everybody say, I just don't know if God wants me to succeed. He needs you to succeed. He wants you to succeed. And he actually told you how to. He said, just meditate my law day and night till you observe to do it. And when you obey the law, you will be prosperous and you will have good success. So if we stay in the world, then basically, we're going to live according to the world's laws, even though we're a kingdom citizen, and you're going to get world results. You know, in the, in the natural world, you, you work two jobs, you, you store up money, you, you do what you can to, to make money, you, you move up in your corporation any way that you can to make a bunch of money so that you're wealthy. But in the kingdom of God, he simply tells you in the kingdom, you're a disperser. You give and it's given to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. In, in, the, in the other world, somebody walks up to you and starts yelling and screaming at you angrily. You yell and scream back and, and try to be a little louder because you want to win that conversation. But the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath. Do you notice they're, op they're almost opposites? What, what we used to do and what we were supposed to do. When somebody walks up and curse you, you curse them worse. But it doesn't say that. When they curse you, you're supposed to bless them. Now, these are laws, and these are important laws because when you, when you find these laws and meditate on these laws and do these laws, it's going to equal supernatural kingdom success because now you're lined up with heaven and you're accessing heaven's wealth and everything else is up there. You still have the connection with them at that time. The Bible says, hate those who hate you. No. It says, kill your enemies. No, it says, love your enemies. Pray for them, praise God. And if you do all these things, it says you will act like a child of your father who is in heaven so apparently thank god god's keeping his laws hey and now we got to act like children so we need to keep the laws that the father's keeping in order to be successful in every single area of our life now in the natural realm basically everything that was god created he created with a natural law in it it was already in there he created fish how many know he created fish to swim I mean, you know, fish do not have to take swimming lessons because there's a natural law in there that fish naturally know to swim. Uh, birds, what do they do? They fly. You don't have to wonder if a bird's going to fly. A bird's going to fly. Of course, unless something's wrong with it, but birds fly because that law is already put into it. You take a seed and you put it in the ground. How I many you know there's a law that goes along with that seed? You put that seed in there and that thing's going to start 
growing. If you throw a little water on it, it comes up and gets the sunshine, it's going to grow, not because it's a miracle, but because that's the law, basically, of the seed. So here he says, I've got laws for you that are very important for you, and the laws that I have are of the kingdom of God. You need to find out what they are, then you need to do them and obey them, and when you do, it automatically brings success to you and good to you. See, it's not something you earn. I've got to get that over with right now. You don't earn this stuff. It just happens because of what you did. Are you following me? So basically, he says you need to learn the laws. You need to do it. Now, another thing that God didn't ever want to do, he never wanted to write the Ten Commandments. He never wanted to write the law down. In the beginning, Adam and Eve knew the law. It was part of them. It was in them. They knew. They didn't have a written law. They knew they were not supposed to eat off the tree. Why? Because God conditioned them to know that. How many know they didn't do a very good job? They had one thing. And how many know when they disobeyed the law, there was a consequence for them disobeying the law? Everybody says, well, God got mad at Adam and Eve, boy. Yeah, he, just, he just beat them to a pulp. No, God didn't do anything. See, the law judged them, not God. You better get this. I hear people all the time, well, things have just been gone terrible. You know, I sinned, and God's just punishing me. No, God's not punishing you. You broke the law, and the law's judging you, and you're getting the result of the law that you disobeyed, basically. It has nothing to do with God. He told you the right way to go, and you went the wrong way. So Adam and Eve sinned, and basically at that time, they, they broke the law at that time. So when they broke the law, then basically God had to bring in the Ten Commandments because how many know everybody born after Adam had that same, same attitude, same nature, same everything. So God had to once again show them right from wrong, good from bad. So he puts down these laws and gives them to Moses and say, have these people read this. This is what they should be doing right here. Have them build that into them so that they understand right from wrong. But the Bible says that God doesn't really want that. He wants to put these laws in our minds and in our hearts so we don't have to carry this book around and every time we do something, check to see, did I follow the law there or didn't follow the law? That turns you into a sin consciousness and basically messes you up. The Bible says the word of God will train you to discern good from evil. So in other words, I don't have to read the Ten Commandments all the time. After I meditated the law and started to understand the law and meditate on the law, it got in me. It became part of me. I knew when I did something wrong. How many of you know when you do something wrong? Nobody's got to correct you. You don't have to look up the Ten Commandments to find out if it was one of the ten. You, you already know you did something wrong because now your mind's been conditioned and you know on the inside of you that I did something wrong. There's sometimes I do something wrong that I don't even know was wrong until I feel that way and go back and find out with God that it was wrong even though I didn't know it was wrong when I did it, but it was wrong and then he was showing me so I didn't do it again. How you following me? Let me give you an example. We do that in the natural realm. We don't have a problem. I'm driving down the street. I'm on US 1. I'm coming to church. I don't want to be late for the first time in my life. Resonate with anybody? I didn't think so. Praise. <laughs> I want to be there for the first time in my life, and I look up, and it's yellow, and I think, <laughs> hit the brakes, or hit the, hit the gas, go right through that thing, it's red. First thing I do, look in the rearview mirror. <laughs> Is the law just about to judge me? Is the policeman behind me coming after me? Is it, now, nobody told you. Nobody stopped you and said, you shouldn't run red lights. No, you already knew. It was a part of you. So you checked the rearview mirror. How many of you have ever gone through a green light and checked your rearview mirror? <laughs> Why is that? Because you kept the law. Now, notice, notice where stress came from. Mm -hmm. yeah. Worry came from. Fretfulness came from. You broke the law, and all those things descended on you, and you're checking the rearview mirror, your side mirrors. You're thinking about turning off the next alley just in case they're coming. You can... <laughs> 
See, all these thoughts start running through your head. When you go through a green light, you don't do that. You just go through the green light, and you don't care. I don't care if a cop's behind me. I just go through the green light, and he follows me right on through. So what's the difference is? See, that's a law that's been ingrained into us that's natural on the inside of us, and when we break that law, something happens on the inside of us, and notice what it causes, stress. It causes fret. It causes all this stuff. Why? Because I broke a law that I knew I shouldn't have broken, but I did. Now, if I go through a green light, I can drive in peace. Da-da-da. Da, da, no problems at all. What am I doing? I'm obeying the law. So notice, and it's not even the policeman who runs you down. It's the law that you have broken that judges you, not him. He's just enforcing. Are you following me? Well, that dumb policeman gave me a ticket. What were you doing? 110. Well, what did you think he was going to do? Give you a medal? See, we want to blame him, that dumb policeman. No, not the dumb policeman. The dumb person who was driving 100 mile an hour down I-95. Well, how about this? Well, everybody else was doing it. Oh, that makes it right. I'm sorry. That's fine. We should all go 110 then if everybody's doing it. I mean, no, see, it's excuses to break the law, but then when we break the law, we know it. So spiritually, we know that. And sometimes, like I said before, if I do something that I don't know that I did, and I get that in here, did you ever get that in here? And all at once, what do I got to do? I got to look in the rearview mirror of my life to see where I made a boo-boo. And then maybe it's something I said. Maybe it's something the way I did it. Maybe it was the attitude I had. And the Holy Ghost will just show you. And then you can repent. How many know you can repent? Ain't that great? You can repent and move right back in. But then you don't want to make a habit of running red lights. You want to make sure the next time at least it's yellow before you go through. And you get through there. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about laws that we have. So basically, and one of the things I've struggled with ever since I've become a pastor is many people believe too much in prayer. Now I'm going to get in trouble. Good, good. Yeah, many people believe pray, 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 pray. And there's nothing wrong with pray, 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 as long as you're in line with the laws, the law, the law, the laws. Because if you're not in line with the laws, your prayer not going to work anyway. Are you following me? Uh, I just wish God would forgive me. I wish, Father, you forgive me. Let me ask, would you pray that God would forgive me? Would you pray that God would forgive me? Have you forgiven everybody? No, I got two people. I hate their guts. And, well, no, the law says he can only forgive you if you, that's the law. I'm sorry, that's it. Well, he should like me more than everybody else. No, it doesn't make any difference. If you don't follow the law, he cannot forgive you. And I don't care how much you pray to be forgiven, or if you get the most holy man in the, all Port St. Lucie to pray for you, it's not going to work because prayer does not violate law. Amen. A lot of times they're going, pray for me, pray for me. It should be, line up with the law, line up with the law. See, you got everybody praying for you. It's not working out. Well, you're not in line with the law. That was the problem is. That's where it's at. So law, laws work. And basically when the authority, when we start talking about authority, your authority only works when you're under the authority who's over you. Are you following me? So what do I need to do? I need to obey God's authority in order to operate in his authority and my authority here in the earth only. Remember the centurion? Centurion said, hey, you don't even have to come to my house. I know you just speak. Speak the word and it's going to be done because I know you're under his authority and when you speak it it's going to happen and then I can talk to my people as long as I'm under your authority and they got to listen to me but if you're outside of that your authority will not work no matter how many times you demand command or whatever you can't do that you got to stay under the laws of God in order to stay under the laws of God you have to know the laws of God in order to know the laws of God you have to meditate the laws of God so that you can discern good from evil right from wrong now people 
if they decide that they want to take a little walk and they walk up on top of a 10-story building and they get on top and they decide to jump off the 10-story building, how many know it's going to be a rough ending? Yeah, why is that? It's not because God was mad at them for jumping off the building. It's because there's something called the law of gravity that's in motion. How many know it's in motion? All the time. It, it, gravity doesn't just stop during the afternoon sometime and you get to float around a little bit, then you come back down. It's something that's going on. It's just like kingdom laws. Kingdom laws are always in operation. And you're either operating in them or you're not operating. So I jump off a building and I splat on the ground and I die. And then everybody, well, I don't know why God, I don't know why God killed them. They were only 21 years old. Well, because they jumped off a building and there was a law there that was going to kill them if they jumped off the building and it was a law of gravity that judged them, not God, because God was probably in the back of his mind saying, don't jump. Don't jump. If you jump, you're going to splat. Now, how about this? Well, I jumped and I really got hurt, but I'll tell you what, I didn't know the law. I didn't know there was a law of gravity. doesn't matter. If you didn't know, you're still going to splat. Right? How about I don't believe in that law? I just don't believe in the law of gravity. I've studied it and studied it. Well, then go ahead and jump. I guarantee you'll believe in it after 10 stories of free fall. See? So it doesn't matter. Just because you don't know the laws, it doesn't matter because you don't believe in the laws. Laws are laws, and laws are going to do whatever the laws work. And one thing about laws, they work for everybody. I don't care if it's a white person that jumps off the building, a black person that jumps off the building, a female, a male. It doesn't matter who it is. If they jump off the building, gravity doesn't care. They're going to splat. Amen. And it doesn't matter where the building is. So if I'm in the ghetto and I jump off the building, what's going to happen? How about if I live in Beverly Hills and jump off the building, what's going to happen? Splat. And that's why people say, well, I'd be succeeding, but I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. You can be born on the tracks and succeed. If you just obey the laws of God, God don't care where you come from. If you obey his laws, you're going to be successful. You're going to be prosperous. That's just the way it is because that's just what his laws do. That's what they do. But everybody wants to pray their way into this stuff and not obey the laws that go along with this stuff. Are you in unforgiveness? Yes. Are you mad at everybody? Yes. Have offense? Oh, I could write them all down, write a book on the number of offenses I've got. Praise God. Are, are, you, are you doing what? Well, I'm living with somebody. Well, I mean, you know... See, all these things that we do out there, we lie, we cheat, we gossip, we do this. Don't do all that stuff because it's a breaking of the law and it doesn't hurt the other person. It doesn't hurt God. It hurts you because you're breaking the law. And there's repercussions for the law that you have, basically, when you do things wrong and you disobey the law, they're there. So the law will work everywhere, every place you're at. It doesn't matter where you start. You get in the kingdom of God. You start obeying the laws. You're going to prosper. Notice our favorite scripture, Matthew 6, 33. What is it? Anybody know? I figured you might know that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Where's prayer in that verse? Can you show it to me? Is it in there someplace? It's not. If you just obey the law and seek first the kingdom of God and your right standing in the right place in the kingdom through the law, all these things will be. And it's not because you earned them. It's just because that's the way it works. How many of you know if you're standing on the bank of your swimming pool and you jump in, you'll get wet? It's a law. You jump in the pool, you get wet. You don't jump in the pool, you stay dry. You didn't earn getting wet by jumping in the pool. This has nothing to do with earning. This has to do with God's laws and how they operate and how they work. People, maybe you don't like the smell of gasoline, so you want to put orange juice in your car. <laughs> well, you can put orange juice in your car. You can go try to start your car, and guess what? It's not going to start, is it? Why? The law of the car is gasoline. It's not orange juice. It's gasoline. It may smell better. 
but it's not going to go anywhere. How about if you went to a gas station and you put gas in it like you always do and you get behind the, the wheel and you go, you don't pray for it to run. You know dang well if you put gas in it, assuming your car can run. You know it's going to work. Well, I put gas in it. I don't have to intercede for 15 minutes for it to work. I obeyed the law and the car is going to run. But if you put orange juice in it, how many know you're not going to go anywhere? You can try. Now, now how about if, if I command that car to go in Jesus' name? Lay hands on the hood. Run, 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 run. Your car's saying, gas, 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 gas. It's not going to work, is it? Because you disobeyed the law, basically. Well, by you disobeying the laws, not only isn't the car going to go anywhere, you're not going to go anywhere in the things of the kingdom of God because you're disobeying the laws that go along with the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to a seed. How many know if you take a seed and you put it on your concrete driveway and you go to bed that night and you get up and check it, it's still going to be there and look the same. And you go to bed and you get up and look at it, it's still going to look the same. And you get up and look the same, still going to be the same. So the next day you're going to go out and you're going to pray for 10 minutes in the Holy Ghost over that seed. And you're going to go back to bed, come out, look at the seed. Guess what the seed's going to be? The same. All right, confess over that seed. You're growing. You're growing in Jesus' name. You are growing. I tell you, you're growing in Jesus' name. Grow in Jesus' name. Come back the next day. What's it going to be? How about you come out and say, out in Jesus' name. Get that anti-growth devil seed out of here in Jesus' name. How I many you know it's you go back out the next day? What's it going to be? It's going to be the same. But then if I pick it up, follow the law, put it in the ground, water it. How many know that pretty soon it's going to come up out of the ground whether you pray for it or whether you don't? Now, if you want to pray over your plants, knock yourselves out. It's all right. I don't have a problem with that. But you don't have to. Do you understand? As long as you're obeying the laws, you don't have to pray. And there's so much prayer in the church by people who are not obeying or knowing the laws. The problem is not their prayer. It's not that God don't hear them and not that God don't care. It's they're living outside the law to begin with. It doesn't make any difference. And then we think feelings and emotions can manipulate God when something isn't going right. He's, le he's a legal God. He's not based on your feelings and emotions. I mean, you rob a bank and then you go before the judge. I don't care how much you scream, holler, cry, uh, tell him all your troubles. How many know he's legal? He's going to say, uh, just shut up and sit down until you can talk right. You're not going to manipulate him one way or another because it's a legal thing. And to be a law-abiding citizen in the kingdom of God guarantees you prosperity and guarantees you wealth in every single area of your life. And now you have a free-for-all of the authority of God that he's given you and the anointing on the inside of you and the power of God on the inside of you. That's basically why you've got to study these laws and, and watch these laws and, and, and figure out what they are. And the Spirit of God is so good because he meditates and he shows you things and it shows you how to work. So basically it's not... Not the prayer, and let me just say this, prayer is good. How many know prayer is good? So I don't want to minimize prayer, but I do this morning want to maximize the law. You need prayer. You need prayer for your relationship. You need prayer according to the Bible. You need prayer to set people free. You need prayer for all this stuff. But then again, you need to walk in the laws of God in order for things to work in your life. Now, recently, I had a little episode with that. Basically, we did our taxes, and needless to say, we didn't do very good tax-wise this year because we had to pay. And after we paid, which I was not very happy about, I came home, went back through my records, and found out there was one thing that I forget to add to my taxes. And the thoughts came, well, they certainly got enough of my money already this year. All they're doing is shipping it to Ukraine and everywhere else. Why should I? Why should I? Come on. Why should I tell them about this extra money so i got to pay more taxes on top of what I already paid already? 
because simply they're just going to waste the money. They're just going to waste the money. And probably nobody will ever find out about this little bit of money that I forgot to add to my taxes. And I thought, oh, makes sense to me. (laughs) But how many of you know in me it didn't make sense? If I'd have did that and somebody even walked by and said IRS, I'd have probably fretful panic and ran someplace to do it. Come on now, right? And if you did that every time a letter came across you and it said IRS, they found me, they got me. Somebody drives by in an IRS car. Oh my God, they're chasing me down there. See, what does it do? It causes you to fret, causes you to worry, causes you to be upset because you disobeyed the law. And I knew by doing that I was going to disobey the law, but it, it made sense to me. Come on. Don't they got enough money? I already paid taxes. I did everything. Rationalization. How I many know we do that with the law sometimes? Well, I would forgive them, but, you know. You got to know what they did to me. Do you know what they did to me? Let me tell you. I forgave them, but let me tell you what they did to me. No, you didn't forgive. Now you're walking in unforgiveness. You can't get forgiven. A lot of things won't work in your life that are spiritual things because you broke the law, basically. So we want to live under the law, and I'm not trying to put a sin consciousness on you. This is going to be, it's not a written down thing. It's a in you. There are some things that you will do and not even know that it's anti-law of the kingdom that I may do that I know it's anti-law because I'm in a different spot, come on now, than you are. So somebody gets saved and comes into the church, if you want to go and read them a list of 90 things they shouldn't do, they won't be there very long because they came in guilty and you're just making sure they stay guilty even if they get born again. If they're brand new Christian, let the Holy Ghost, let him do it. You don't have to be the Holy Ghost. You can try if you want. But it's not going to work. No, they're, they're going to grow, aren't they? All at once they're going to understand that, well, this ain't, this ain't right with the law of God. Yeah, I, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to cuss all the time. I thought that was a natural American language, which it is. But I didn't know that. So I'm not, all at once he told me I shouldn't cuss anymore, so I'm not going to cuss anymore. Then I'm not going to do this. And if they come in two people and they're living together, I mean, you know, after a little bit of time under the word of God, the spirit of God, they may say, honey, we need to get married or we need to... See, let the Spirit of God be the Spirit of God because everybody's in a different place than somebody else is. And the more you grow up in the things of God, the more you refine to an area where a lot of times you'll say something that you just didn't know that was wrong until you left and you thought, oh my gosh, that is it, you know. You know, there was one guy who I, I knew a long time ago. He worked with him at the post office, and, you know, he was full of the Holy Ghost and doing things. And, and one guy didn't come to work for a while, and then when he came, he had his arm in a sling. And he said something about, uh, we said, what's wrong with him? And he had this tumor on his arm or something like that. So my buddy looked at him and said, boy, that's terrible. He said, but I know somebody, you know, who, who had that tumor on their arm. And you know what happened? They ended up cutting their whole arm off, he said. And, and, he, and he said, that's it. And then he walked away, and I said, how do you feel? He said, what do you mean how do I feel? I said, how do you feel? I said, I don't feel very good. I said, yeah, because you just planted a seed. You didn't mean to. You were just making conversation, trying to be a nice guy. Hold on. But you planted a seed in that guy's mind that he's probably not just going to have an arm problem. He's going to be walking around like this in no time, praise God. And how many know that seed's not good in their mind, is it? Now, he didn't really cuss. He didn't swear. He didn't say anything wrong. But what he said at the time was not the right thing to say at the time. And the Spirit of God was already working on him, but he didn't know what that was on the inside of you. Yeah, it's a sick feeling, isn't it, on the inside of you when you do stuff like that. So it's no big deal. You just go back and locate or find out from the Holy Ghost what it is. If you confess his sins, he is. Now, is that a law? Is, isn't it? If you confess his sins, what happens? He's faithful and just to forgive your sins. What if I don't confess my sins? I just don't know why. I just don't know why God won't forgive me. Well, have you ever confessed him? Well, no. That he knows what I do. He's almighty and sovereign. 
But see, you're not obeying the law. Just simply obey what the law says in here, and everything works out okay. Tithing's the same way. Tithing's just a spiritual law. You tithe, what happens? The windows of heaven open up, and God pours blessings on you. You don't tithe, guess what? It doesn't. So don't blame God when you're poor because you're disobeying the law. He's given you an opportunity, see, to, to get heaven's blessings and heaven's wealth in, and you do that simply by tithing. People quit tithing, then they get broke, then they want to come in, and the first thing I'll ask them, are you tithing? And how many of you know, I've never heard anybody say yes. All the years I've been here, I've never one time I said, are you tithing? They'll say, yo, yes, yes, twice the amount we're supposed to tithe. No, they say, no. I say, well, then, then you're living on the world, so you need to get two more jobs. So you're going to live off the world, live off the world. But it's, hard, it's a hard road living off the world. You need overtime. You need everything else going on. But with God, it works. You've obeyed the law. When you obey the law, guess what happens? The windows of heaven naturally open, and blessings start coming from every different direction. Then you've got so much you start to disperse, and the more you disperse, the more you give, and the more you give, the more you disperse, the more you get, the more it goes around in like a circle all the way around and just keeps going on. But then tough times come, and, well, I think I've given enough. And you quit. What do you do? You just stepped into disobedience. I don't care if you drive perfectly your whole life. You run one red light and get caught. But I only ran one. That's all it took was for you to get a ticket. So these laws are very valuable to us. And, and they're all in this book. How many of you know that? Every page you read, the thing, it's in there. It tells you what you can do. It tells you the result of what you're going to do. But let's not, number one, blame God for our results. When he's nowhere in this verse we read today, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, but you shall meditate it day and night. And basically you may, you may observe to do all that is written. You shall make your way prosperous. You shall have good success. So you can't blame God for this stuff. And everybody wants to blame God because he's in control and he's sovereign, which we already know he's sovereign, but he's not in control. So basically it's up to you whether you want to obey the laws or not. So what are we going to do? We're going to love our brothers and sisters. But if they're unlovable, we're going to love them anyway. What are we going to do to our enemies? We're going to love them. Praise God. We're going to pray for people. We're going to do these things. Why? Because we want to stay under law. Is it easy? Now. Do you feel like doing it? Never. But if you do it often enough, it will train you, and your senses will even know good from evil, and then it won't be such a fight with your feelings and your emotions anymore, especially when you start to see it work a thing. How many know when success starts happen? How many of you like success? Great. Five of you. That's good. That's more than we had last time. Yeah, we want to be successful. We want to do this stuff. Well, this is a very simple way to do it. Simply obey the law. How are you going to be successful as a driver? Obey the laws. I mean, you be successful with the IRS? Obey the laws. <laughs> That's just the way you do things. Is there going to be an argument? And, and, and the argument only takes place between you and it. Unless you can find somebody else that don't like to keep the law, then you want their opinion so they agree with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So prayer is good. Praise God. We should all pray. You want communion. You want fellowship with the Father. You want, but you need to read the Word of God and pray at the same time and find out what the Spirit of God wants to do, how He wants to change the way you're thinking. You learn to understand the laws that are there, and you'll start making these little adjustments. God's in the adjustment business. He's not in the stomping on you every time you do something wrong. You know that. He's a loving Father. We sing about it all the time. So basically, just learn the laws and obey the laws, but don't judge someone else unless they need judged. I mean, if it's, if it's a person up in the church someplace as a deacon or a pastor or whatever, and they're sleeping around, how many know you've got a legal right to judge that? 
Not, well, maybe they just don't know. If they don't know, then they shouldn't be in that position to begin with, for God's sakes. And if that's who's leading you, you're in trouble. Yep, so new Christians, we, we've got to be more patient. Uh, Christians that aren't, as, as long as we were in the kingdom of God, are going to be a little bit different. But as we grow, we should be changing every single day and making sure that we don't do this, how, how we raise our kids, how we treat our wives, how they treat your husbands, how they do all this stuff. I mean, all that has laws with it. Praise God. And don't lose the law, use the law for your benefit. You know what that means? Well, you're supposed to submit to me, sweetheart. Right there, right there it is. It's underlined, it's circled, got a star by you. Submit to me. No, that law is for you. For you to choose the changes. You're not supposed to change anybody else with the law. The law is there basically to minister to you. Hallelujah. All right. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you, Father, for setting the foundation for the authority you want me to get into in the name of Jesus. I give you praise and glory that everybody who heard this this morning will even experience today as they go through life. They'll see little things they need to change or whatever. They'll be more hungry for your laws. And I thank you that everybody in this church, I proclaim it now, is prosperous and they will be in health even as their soul prosperous, Father. I thank you also. We, we pray for Millie this morning, who's back in the hospital again. We just thank you, Father. She's healed, bless God, and that's it. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what anybody else says. I rebuke that sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. I command you to get out of her body. You leave her once and for all. You spirit of infirmity, you go. You go now and leave her in the name of Jesus, and I command her to be healed from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right, we will see you Wednesday.